Welcome to the Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Kroll, and today I have a very special guest who I'm really excited to have on. She is a former Miss South Dakota United States from 2018. She most recently worked with the Washington Nationals, and today she is on my podcast, and her name is Hallie Munt. Hallie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm excited to have you on. You're my first guest. (laughs) I'm excited too. I'm, I'm glad that you're starting up the podcast again. I love listening last time. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed the last one. I'm hoping this one lasts a little bit longer than the first one that I did. But <laughs> I want to go ahead and just jump in right away. Something that I'm curious about, because I don't know too many people who have gone through and done pageants, but what made you want to start getting involved? Kind of like away from that I kind of was like oh no I don't want to do that I don't want to do that like I was kind of nervous and scared too and I didn't really feel confident in myself and I remember one of my friends she she was in pageants and she was directing that year and she's like you need to do this you need to try it you need to do it I just think you're perfect for it like you already kind of have all the stuff going with interviewing and and looks and walking and like you know a lot about this stuff I think you should just go for it so I finally decided to um, it was really scary, but obviously I got the title. Um, it was it was brand new for me. It, it was a whole new experience, and I really came into it having no clue what to expect, but it ended up working out for me. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. That is something that I always thought just looked so cool, but nothing that I ever ended up getting involved yeah. in. Is that something that you think you would have gone back into or something that's crossed your mind is something you had wanted to do oh, again oh yeah definitely so I do really want to compete again so the pet the system that I was in Miss United States I would say it's it's one of the bigger ones but it's not the biggest one there's there's like a million different pageant systems that's the thing that most people don't know the biggest one is Miss USA um that's the one that's like televised televised on national television everyone knows about it um that's like the most accomplished one that's like where you see a lot of models come out of like christian mccaffrey's girlfriend she's miss universe out of that um we have there's so many talented top models that come out of miss usa so i think i do want to try for miss usa eventually it's just about getting the confidence to do it again and also the dresses are so expensive (laughs) it is so so expensive but I, I have really uh, just for again. fun looked at some of the dresses and I've seen the price tags and <laughs> the price tags yeah. alone is enough to kind of steer some people away just because it is like you had mentioned so expensive yeah. to do like some Sherry Hill dresses that are like seven thousand eight thousand dollars I'm like um excuse me <laughs> that's a lot gorgeous <laughs> dresses it's, it's though worth it and you can definitely find a lot of oh yeah yeah you can definitely find a lot of them for when they first bought them so a lot of times people will just buy them used I mean that's the best bet especially if it's a dress you're gonna wear one time in your life <laughs> for sure and I you talked about it a little bit but what's the prep work that goes into preparing for a competition like that so a lot of people don't know this but with pageants it's all about how you present yourself so a lot of the prep work is actually like interview work. It's like you're interviewing for a job. I mean, having a state title or a title for the country, 
you're interviewing for a job. So you have to be able to figure out how you're going to talk eloquently. And sometimes I will say like, and um, like a million times. That's definitely the biggest thing I have to work on. But you have to, you have to prep for interview. You have to prep for how you present yourself, how you act in public. Um, it's very much just about what you bring to the table professionally and how you can give back. So another side that's really important in pageants is giving back, volunteer work, kind of you're kind of trying to be a role model in the community in some way that you're not just there to look pretty. You know, you have to have, you have to know what's going on in the world. You have to be involved in some way. Um, a, a lot of prep work, honestly, it just involves research and learning about the things going on in this world and trying to be involved and trying to make a difference. Um, I know like when you're prepping for, for finals or for, for um, Miss United States or Miss USA or Miss Universe, you know, you really do need to stay up on current events. It's really not all about looks. It's, you have to see what's going on because you're going to get asked questions about it and you're going to ask questions on the fly. And you kind of need to be prepared for that and be able to just speak like right away and have something eloquently put together. Otherwise, you're going to look silly. I mean, you've probably seen the videos on YouTube where the girls sometimes will say something that's just like, what? <laughs> it just means I didn't prep well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've seen a couple of those. <laughs> um, but you also had mentioned getting involved in the community. What were some of the ways you got involved when you were doing pageants? So we did some work with Ronald McDonald House. So in Miss United States, there's the system is kind of set up where there's a Mrs., a Miss, and then there's like little Miss. There's like the, you know, like the little kids, like toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> Not that bad though, nothing like that at all. But um, so sometimes when you have like the state reps together, the, the state title holders together, you'll do things together. So you go to Ronald McDonald houses, you'll make blankets, you'll, you'll cook food, food for them. So with Ronald McDonald house, there's a lot of nights where you can go in and cook food for families there. Um, you'll buy all the ingredients. Like one night we made tacos, bought all the ingredients, cooked it for them. And usually sometimes they'll have servers or you'll serve it to them. It just kind of depends. Um, it, it is really rewarding. And I think one of the greatest things is kind of when you're helping little kids, you're getting involved with little kids, and then they get really excited about it because they see you and they see you in a crown and they think you're a princess. I've had a lot of little girls come to me like, are you a princess? And then my crown on. It's, it's definitely rewarding. And I think it's just, it's nice to get out and do something and feel like you're making a difference in somebody's life. That is awesome. And that's super cute that you brought up the little girls just thinking that you're a princess. That is yeah. awesome. <laughs> And something else I wanted to talk to you about, and this is almost transitioning into our next topic, but you talked a lot about how interviewing in pageants is a huge part of it. How do you think your experience with pageants and prepping for interviews prepared you to go into the sports industry? And why did you want to get involved in sports to begin with? Yeah, so I think honestly, I do go hand in hand, even though beauty and sports are very opposite. <laughs> um, so I originally got interested in the sports industry kind of more so when I was a kid. I mean, I've always loved playing sports. I always played sports growing up. Um, middle school, I didn't a whole lot, but I just practiced ice skating and I really loved ice skating. And I was like, oh, I want to play hockey. I want to get involved in hockey. So I started playing hockey in high school. I was not. I will admit, I was not very good at it. I, I was a good skater, but I, I, puck handling, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely was better my last year of playing it, but yeah, it, it was okay. It was, I did not have a future in college hockey or anything like that, 
just, just, you know, intramural hockey for me. But I knew that I wanted to stay involved in hockey. Originally, it was just hockey. I just wanted to do that. Um, but it kind of expanded as I got more involved. I just want to work in sports. I love being around events. I love being around people. I like being around people that are like-minded like me. It's, it's definitely my favorite environment to be around. It's, it's just exciting. That's the first thing. And then I just, I find that people in sports are motivated in a different way. They're, they're very orientated about creating an entertaining environment. They're very competitive. They're very go, go, go. I mean, I think most people in the sports industry kind of know this, but a lot of us experience burnout because we're always so, we're so passionate about what we do that we lack self-care sometimes and we'll just burn ourselves into the ground. But I think it's, I, that's just kind of, I don't like that we burn ourselves into the ground, but I like being around people who are so passionate about what they do that they are willing to burn themselves into the ground about it. <laughs> yeah. And like you had mentioned, people that work in sports are so passionate about it. And just looking at 2020 as a whole, I think this has been, <laughs> I know I'm not alone in this, but the most challenging year because you know, you talk about people that are in our industry, everyone is so go, 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 has things scheduled down to the minute. And then all of a sudden this pandemic hits, we're all out of jobs. We're all stuck at home figuring out what to do because you don't really know what your hobbies are anymore because you don't have time for them because you're doing just sports work, which is a big hobby in and of itself because we're lucky enough to get to cover a passion like that. But I know for me, it was super hard. What did you do during that time to yeah. try to find interest? Oh my or gosh. So I'm very much a person that is like an Elwood person. I have a planner. I plan everything down to the hour, the half hour, like everything. I, I, I don't always stick to it, but I always have everything planned out and written out. I am like, I don't know if you're into Zodiac stuff at all. I'm an Aries, but I have Virgo rising. And that means that I'm very like, even though I like want to be free and do whatever I want, I am very much like hardcore. Everything needs to have a plan. I need to have things planned to the hour. So when quarantine hit, I was just like, what do I do? And like, I knew I had hobbies that I kind of wanted to explore and get into. And I was kind of thankful that I finally just had the time to do that. But it was it was super weird. It just kind of forced me to, but it was also scary because I think when the pandemic first hit and everyone first got laid off, everyone thought, oh, this is just going to be two weeks. This is just going to be like a week. We'll be back in three weeks. We'll be fine. And then sports started shutting down. More things started shutting down. Business is closing. Then we had mandatory lockdowns and it was all so weird. So I kind of was kind of expanding on like, what do I do with my life right now? So um, prior to quarantine happening and prior to like, even just March. So my internship had just ended like probably four weeks before the pandemic hit. So like no one knew about COVID. I was job searching for my first full-time job after having a pretty good internship at a pretty high place. Like, so I, I was clueless. I was trying to job search and then suddenly all these jobs shut down. Every team went on a hiring freeze. And I was like, okay, sports isn't going to work right now. I have to find something else for myself. So right now what I'm kind of trying to venture into, it's, it's still something that I'm trying to get my confidence in with it. I'm trying to get comfortable with it and figure out what my next steps are. I really want to get into YouTube and I really want to get into modeling. I want to just do more with getting on social media and posting content, talking about things I like, talking about things that might help people and modeling. Like, I just feel like I have pushed that back and ignored it for so long. And I did a little bit of pageants, but like, I just, 
I know it's something I really want to do. So I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> and I'm so excited to see where that takes you. I just, from following along on social media, I've seen some of your posts about it and how you're going for the sports illustrated swim. Yeah. And I want to get into that later. So that's going to be a topic <laughs> that I do circle back around to, but I want to talk a little bit more first, just about your experience in sports. And you've worn a lot of different hats with a lot of different yeah. organizations. You've been involved with St. Cloud state athletics, the NCHC, mm -hmm. the Washington nationals talk about just the experiences you've had and how you think they've shaped you. Yeah, so I feel like I've been in very, I've, I've been all over the place with sports. I've been in jobs where I had to wear the mascot, but then I've also been in jobs where I'm dealing with the million dollar athletes and I'm the, I'm the one talking to them and figuring out stuff with them. Like it, it's crazy how in sports you can wear so many hats and, and it's when people, I think people in the world are so much about status sometimes. So with sports, you, you can't have status, you can't have ego because you're going to be up and down, honestly, you're going to be all over the place. Sometimes you will be the one wearing the mascot and sometimes you will be the one dealing with millions of dollars and talking to people that are really important. And it's, it's weird, but it's really, really rewarding and really fun. Um, I kind of, when I first came to St. Cloud State, I knew I wanted to be involved in hockey. I had no clue how to start or what I wanted to do. I remember, you know, when you first get to campus and you talk to like the advisor that's assigned to you or something I didn't know what I wanted I didn't know what my degree was I was like oh maybe I'll pick business and I was talking to her I was like maybe I could start like the first women's NHL league like the first women's pro hockey league or something maybe I could do that someday and she's like oh that's a really cool idea and I kind of just expanded on that and like how can I get involved in sports and then I started working the ticket office at St. Cloud State I actually worked there for like probably three weeks it didn't work out but with that, I met a girl in there who told me she was in the sports management program. And I was like, wait, there's a sports management program? What? So I joined that and then obviously left the ticket office because it didn't work out. But right after that, um, I was walking through campus. You know how they have Main Street on at SUSU? It's like where all the clubs and organizations are. Um, there was a hockey table. And I was like, oh, what's this? Is this like club hockey? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do you have a women's team? And he's like, no, it's just the men's team. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, but we need a manager. And I was like, whoa, um, I'm, I'm a freshman. I don't know if I can do that. He's like, no, no, we need one. I can help you. I can guide you through it. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's do it. And I just went for it. Um, it's club hockey. So it's not super, super prestigious sounding, but I was the manager. I dealt with all the paperwork, all of the paperwork, setting up schedules, finances. I didn't do all the finances. Most people did other finances, but sometimes I was involved and oh my gosh, but I, I stepped into this big role and I was it for five years. And then there were other times where I was in for other teams and I literally wore the mascot sometimes because no one else would. <laughs> Your role in just the different jobs you've done in sports, I feel one thing comes to mind and it's kind of like those memes you see on Twitter where it says duties as assigned. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Literally. Like the, when I worked for this thing called rock, it's called, you, you worked for them summer college ball um we literally had time where we were wearing inflate those inflatable blow-up balls and smashing into each other and I literally like tw tweaked my knee doing that like there's so many weird random things that you will do that you do not expect to ever ever do I remember um Scott the the um 
is he the GM now? I, I don't. I think he. I think he's just one of the main owners, one of the two. Okay. I remember one day he gave me the credit card to the Sin Club Rocks. I think it's in his name, and he's like, "Okay, go to Walmart and and buy some bed sheets and shower curtains. The coaches need uh, need it for their new apartment for the summer." And I was like, "What?" So I literally went to Walmart and bought them bed sheets and shower curtains, literally for the coaches that were coming to, they were going to show up like next week or something. Like there's just so many random jobs you would never think that you would be doing. <laughs> I love that. I never would have thought that you'd have to buy bed sheets for the coach's apartment before they got there. That's awesome. And yeah, <laughs> sports is just, it takes you down so many paths. You never really necessarily thought you'd go down or opportunities that open up that just end up being so incredible. And I know working for the St. Cloud Rocks is up there is one of my favorite things that I've ever got to done. It was, I got to do, excuse me. It was just an experience that was so fun. I got to meet so many incredible people out of all the jobs you've done. Which one do you think ranks highest for you? I mean, it's probably the nationals because that was the one that I was really, really gunning for and that I really, really wanted to do. The St. Cloud Rocks was really fun too. I mean, Honestly, I've loved everything I've done, even like the random tournaments. I've, I've worked like random baseball tournaments for, for our college. I mean, NCHB was always one of my favorites. That's always one of my favorite weekends. I don't do a whole lot every single time I work it. I usually like, I've, it's a free volunteer thing. You don't get paid for it, but they do give you hotel and everything. Um, and that one, I think, has always been one of my favorites to work because it's a tournament where all these big, really great, college hockey teams come together and play it out and there's so many fans that are so excited to be there and you get to be there behind the scenes it's it's always been so exciting to be one of the people that's behind the scenes and seeing how this is all going down meeting all these people seeing how it's all put together that's that's one of my favorite aspects really you keep mentioning the nationals and how that was a role and a job that you really wanted to get down there what was it about dc that made you want to go down there so I feel like I've always kind of felt like I needed to go to DC, as weird as that sounds. Like it would just always kind of come up in my life in like random ways. So I remember when I was literally, I think I was a junior or senior in high school and my best friend and I were talking about how we, we just wanted to move to DC someday because I think she wanted to work in politics to be a surgeon or something. And we were just like, yeah, we should move to DC. And like, you can be a surgeon and I can work in sports. I can work for the Capitals or something. And and we'll be married to athletes and like, you know, like just whatever. Um, we would talk about it. And then when, when I was in college, I would kind of like see the Capitals or the Nationals logo in different places. And and then I remember like, I liked this one guy and he, he went to school in DC. And I was like, oh, maybe really, I just really felt drawn to DC. I was like, oh, I really want to visit DC. And it just kept coming up and coming up over and over. And then finally, when I had, when I had to apply to internships for school, I saw DC right away. It was one of the first things. And I applied to probably like 50, 40, I don't know, somewhere in their internships. And the, and the nationals were the first ones that got back to me immediately. No one else responded. I mean, some people did. I had some inter some people that wanted to interview. I had to cancel on a few, but like most places were pretty much just ignoring me. And the nationals were right away like talking to me, let's get something going. And it just clicked like instantly, like it was just perfect. It worked out just perfect. I always felt like DC was meant for me in some way. 
I love that. And it's crazy how sometimes too, you just have a gut instinct or feeling of a place where you feel like you belong and how it just, it seems like everything falls into place. So I'm really happy that that's been happening for you, at least as far as DC goes. Yeah, of course. I love it here. I'm sad I'm going to be leaving for a little bit and going home for the holidays, but I'll be back. (laughs) It'll be a nice break. It'll be nice to go see family and just take a couple months to be back home. Exactly. (laughs) And so I did say I was going to circle back around to this. So I want to talk more about you wanting to take part in the Sports Illustrated Swim Search. So my first question with this is what drew you to this swim search and why Sports Illustrated? So I think the first time I really got interested in doing anything in Sports Illustrated because I did not know it was an option until like last year was I saw this other girl that I competed with in pageant. She was Miss Minnesota United States. She said she was trying out for Sports Illustrated. And I was like, this was last year. I was like, what? You can do it? What? Like, what? That's a thing? I was completely, completely dumbfounded. And of course, at that time, it was too late for me to like try out or anything. But every single year, they do a casting call where they just will have any girl try out that wants to. If she doesn't have to have a prestigious modeling career to try out. And it's, it's to be the SI rookie for that year. So they just announced their 2020 rookies, which were the girls that competed last year. And then the search I'm in this year, it would be for the 2021 rookie. Um, they announced their swim search this summer. They have it every summer. I think they started in August. Um, usually it's a casting held in person, but this year it's a virtual. Um, I, I really just was like, I just need to go for this. I've been looking for my opportunity to start getting involved in modeling and start pushing this thought that's in the back of my head that will not go away and just do something. Even if it doesn't take me anywhere, even if it doesn't, even if I don't win or they don't notice me, like even just doing something to push myself and get outside of my boundaries or get outside of my comfort zone and just do it has been really, really important for me to finally just go for it. (laughs) I love that. I love it. And I feel like that's good advice for anyone. If there's something that you want to do, just go for it and give it a shot. Whether you think you're gonna go far with it or not just give it a try because exactly. especially too in my career I wanted to go into sports from a really early age and a lot of people looked at me like I was crazy like, <laughs> but what women don't work in sports and yeah way back in middle school when I discovered that's what I wanted to do and I just always you know there was moments of doubt can I actually do this but I just And the voice in the back of my head always said, okay, if you don't go for this, you're going to look back down the road in 10, 15 years. And I can see you being really upset about yourself wondering, well, what if I would have gone for this? What if I would have given it a shot? So the fact that you're doing it and going for it, I love. Yes, exactly. Um, I just think it's really important to listen to that little voice inside of your head. If there's something that you keep thinking about and it will not go away no matter what you do and it keeps coming up over and over again, you just need to go for it. Even if you think that you're going to be awful at it, you just have to do it. (laughs) Yes. And I'm rooting for you. I want to see you make it to the 2021 class (laughs) that you had mentioned. And earlier you also mentioned that you want to start a YouTube channel what what is it going to be about what do you want to talk about so I kind of had like a little false start I I posted one video that was like um it it was like an intro it's like I'm doing YouTube and then I had all this stuff go on and I was just like I can't do this right now but um I kind of I'm trying to figure out what exactly I want to niche down to and what I want to talk about but I think the things that I really enjoy talking about are 
sports, modeling, mental health. I, I want to talk about fitness. That's one thing that like has always been something kind of important to me. Um, I used to be an athlete in high school. I mean, I wasn't very good, but I was still an athlete. And I, I think it's really important to live a healthy lifestyle and in some way take care of your body. It doesn't mean you have to go hard every day and lift every single day, oh, you know, but <laughs> I just think it's really important to take care of yourself. So I want to have my YouTube channel kind of focus on that so that other people can relate to it and just kind of have in their brains of I should be taking care of myself. It's not about looking good and getting abs. It's not about lifting every day and pushing yourself to limit. I mean, if you want to do that, wonderful. But I think it's just important to spread awareness to other people that it's important to take care of yourself mentally and physically. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like different issues I kind of see with it, like on TikTok, um, I see a lot of things that concern me with young girls posting something that's kind of eating disorder types of videos. And I, I kind of want to break those down. I want to just spread awareness and talk about things that make people feel good. <laughs> well, I'm excited to watch your YouTube channel once things settle down a little bit more for you and you can get that second second go at it going. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm going to throw you a curveball, and this is going to probably be a really hard question, but I love asking <laughs> people this and just seeing what they have to say. So, yeah, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the road from now, where do you see yourself or where do you this hope is, to be? Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you my absolute dream of where I see myself, even if it sounds completely ridiculous, because sometimes you you think your dreams and then you you don't want to say them out loud because they sound stupid, right? They sound like that's crazy, that would never happen. So my absolute dream to see myself in 10, 15 years is one, I'm stable. I have stability. That's so important to me right now, being the key magazine cover. I've got something going for me. Um, three, I'm involved in sports in some way. Right now with the pandemic, I'm kind of clueless as where I want to be in sports. I still want to be involved in professional sports, but I'm just like, it, it kind of rocked me to my motivation to what's important to me. And I'm not really sure where I stand or what my next steps are, but I want to be involved in sports in some way. Maybe, maybe that's involved in like, I don't know, little league, or maybe that's involved like working in some department for a professional sports team. I don't really know but somewhere in sports still. Um, and I see myself hopefully being married and having kids. I mean, as, as lame as that may sound to some people and as so like, you know, gender roles and all that, I, I really do really want to be a mom someday. That is really important to me. You know, I didn't have the easiest childhood growing up. I didn't have a very traditional family. I had a very hard time with that. So one of my goals in life, one of my big, big things that are very, very important to me is to just have a happy, healthy family, have kids that I'm, that I'm treating well, kids that feel important. I want to have just a happy little family someday. <laughs> I love it. And I love asking people that too, and just hearing what's on their heart and what they want to happen in their lives and the direction they hope to go. So I feel like we're putting it out in the universe and I'm excited to just stay in touch and <laughs> see where the road takes you. I feel Thank like you, you have just- Manifesting it. <laughs> exactly. I feel like you just have a bright future and your mind's in the right place to just accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. So I'm excited for you. And before we wrap this up, I just want to take a minute, give you the floor. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to touch on or just say 
So this this time is yours. Yeah, so I guess just kind of the one thing that I would say that I want other people to know is there's a pandemic. A lot of things have shut down. Everyone's lost their job or most people. I don't know. Um, a lot of people have been financially impacted. Um, people's mental health, their mental health is probably not in the greatest place. And that's okay. I mean, it's important to get yourself back to a mentally healthy place. But if you're not going 100% right now, if you don't have all these projects and big things going for yourself right now and your ego is kind of hurting a little bit, it's okay. It, your self-worth is not in what you do. Your self-worth should not be defined by your status or your job or your money. It should be about who you are as a person. So I think these times have been really important to reflect on who you are and take care of yourself and kind of slow down and relearn the balance of being mentally healthy and having a work-life balance. I think we talked about it earlier, people in sports and just in general, kind of grind themselves down to the bone when they're working so hard when they're passionate about something. But I think it's passion it's important to be passionate about yourself and your mental health. So I just want to say that it's okay to not be hundred percent right now. <laughs> and that I just feel is such an important reminder too, because we mentioned it earlier, but everyone has taken a hit this year and just kind of had to go back within themselves because during the pandemic, that's all a lot of people had when it was right at the very beginning of it. And so yeah. really had to go back to their core and figure out their values and what's important and really ask themselves hard questions about who they are. So I yeah. do think that's such an important reminder and I'm happy you brought that up again. And Hallie, again, I just want to thank you for coming on this podcast and I'm excited to get this episode out there. I've loved our conversation this morning and just think you had a lot of really good things to say that I'm excited for other people to hear too. Thank you. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited to listen to your future episodes. I'm excited to listen to you get on with this. And I'm really excited about your brand new career starting with the Minnesota Wild. I am super excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'd been sitting on that one for a while. It Because of the <laughs> pandemic again, it had been a lot yeah. of months of just waiting and yeah. kind of trusting your gut on where you wanted to go too. So your gut is literally always right. <laughs> yes, literally. So that is another important thing to say. If you have an intuition or gut feeling, go with it because 95% of the time it's going to lead you in the right direction. So yes. Allie, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I'm excited to see where you go and rooting for you in that Sports Illustrated swim search as well. So <laughs> Hallie Munt, everybody.